Sports. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song. And it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, good morning, Grand Valley. Welcome to the big gig. We are off and running for a Friday. As I always say, we have made it to and almost through yet another week of great conversation, information, and a, t- a tiny bit of fun. It's uh, 31 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 28 at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, and 29 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. It's going to be a rainy and windy day today. No rain this morning, though, Bob. I didn't see any rain. Did you see any rain this morning? I just saw uh, ice, uh, frost. Rain. Forecast calls for rainy and windy, a daytime high around 48. Adam Fike is in with a bit more of that uh, coming up, uh, the full forecast coming up a little bit later on this morning. We've got a busy morning this morning, a lot of stuff to get into here locally, nationally, statewide, all the stuff we want to chat about. But First, I, in the interest, because one thing we've talked about this week in conjunction with uh, Mary Lou Retton and also the Secretary of Defense, Bob, has been how on this show, we're honest about things. We tell people what's going on, right? So what are you going to lay on us, Howard? I am sicker than a dog. <laughs> I am sicker than a dog. I have no idea what it was. Went to sleep last night feeling really good. Got the show all ready, all lined up. Uh, did a little reading before I drifted off to sleep. And I woke up this morning and I was coughing. I got a fever. I don't feel good. I had to bring, have my wife bring me in this morning, and I feel bad about that because she had to get up and get moving a little bit earlier. Morning, Nancy. Yeah, she's probably on her way home right now. So um, just full disclosure. So between the two of us, we've had a rough couple of weeks, pal. We have. I had the flu, and uh, it was miserable. And then when I thought everything was okay, last Saturday, uh, just as everyone knows, we full disclosure, I hurt my neck to the point where I was in a lot of pain, had to go to the doctor. And uh, yeah, it's been a rough week, Howard. So I'm so. But now your your fluid is gone. Your neck pain, neck pain is got gone. got a little bit of a pain there where I actually hit my neck. Uh, but other than that, no, I'm all good. So, so it's transfer time. It's your turn, Howard. It's my <laughs> it's my turn. So you know, I thought about uh, geez, maybe I just won't come in. Let Bob take care of things. But we have a lot of stuff to do today. Um, Senator Manchin begins his search for the middle today. He's um, he's going to be in New Hampshire. Hmm. A primary state. What a strange coincidence for something called politics and eggs. I've been trying to find out if C-SPAN is going to carry that live. It's a C-SPAN kind of thing. I'd love to see what uh, what Joe had to, has to say there. He's going to be uh, offering some thoughts and then listening to the people in his chaotic-like quote, quote, uh, quest to find the middle, to find middle America and see where there is compromise. It begins today, or as he one time, one time called it here, I think on this show, his, uh, what do you call it here on the show? He called it his, not his winter tour. He called it his, what do you call it here, Bob? He called it his, uh, uh, some kind of a little tour he's going to take. So. I was confused then, Howard. I wasn't sure what he meant. Yeah, well, we're, we're learning now. So uh, Politics and Eggs kicks that off today. We touched on this the tail end of the show yesterday, Bob. It is a firm deal now. Wheeling's current Super 6 contract is up for renewal. renewal. Several communities are making their own pitches Apparently, according to what I heard on Metro News this morning, WVU and Marshall are combining together to offer alternating locations uh, in, in their, in their uh, 
university towns. Montague County Commission has started this whole thing. We're going to talk to Montague County Commissioner Tom Bloom today about where the, why they're proposing Morgantown as one of the new locations and why they think it is time for a change. As always, newspaper editor John McCabe and I will look at the political candidacy filings, some homeless camp concerns, potential protests against Congressman Bill Johnson's presidency at Youngstown State University, the Friday Roundtable with uh, newspaper editor John McCabe coming in a bit later on. Uniglobe Travel Team will talk cruise night and the Canadian Rockies. And Bob and I, as always on Friday, review the highlights of the week from our show gone by. So that's what we have to offer for you. What do you have to offer to us? 304-214-1600 is the Frio Stack auction service phone, uh, text line. 304-214-1600. Feel free to text me. Or 304-232-8255. 304-232-TALK is the Frio Stack auction service talk line. And we'll be happy to hear from you either of those ways. Anywhere along the way that you choose to join us. 713 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Baba, you have told us multiple times on the way up to the highlands you never take two mile hill right i try very hard not to howard i, I give myself an extra five minutes and i go up 40 i go through tridelphia i go up to dallas pike there at uh, roney's point and i go up that way you go up what they call we call the back way yes it's a little little bit more circuitous road a little windy i don't road. know what that means howard. windy ah yes it's, 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 it is a windy road it's a bit more windy but um uh it seems to be a lot safer yesterday we listen. It's we all know every single day. I don't think it's a day that goes by. There isn't some kind of an accident or tie-up on uh, Two Mile Hill. If you'd asked me yesterday morning when when we started hearing about the icy conditions, again it's January. We we know that's going to happen. If you just said, "Okay, Bob Slider, where don't you want to be traveling in this condition?" It would have been easy. I, I don't want to be coming down Two Mile Hill. There were four accidents on Two Mile Hill yesterday. In each case, they tie things up for you know either you know five or ten minutes, or in some cases, fifteen or twenty minutes. I believe for a period of time yesterday, uh, seventy westbound was shut down for like an hour or two, uh, and it's that's the norm. It's the norm anymore. Two Mile Hill is just I don't know what it is, which got me thinking. And we've talked about it here on the show before. What's the answer? Is there an answer? I mean. There's a lot of traffic there, and you know I always see on social media, well, it's because the truckers go too fast. I mean, you can blame people for doing that, but there's got to be something intrinsically wrong with that stretch of road. And I Man, you're know. using some big words this morning, Howard. I don't know what that one means either, but I know this. There's so much more traffic now because of the highlands. In the old days, you would go up that way if you were going to go to maybe the the, the traveler's, um, the truck stop, right. okay? Or if you were going to travel into Pennsylvania, yeah, it was really a travel, travel you would get on the no, interstate no, and you would start your yeah. journey going up to Mount Hill. Or, or if you're going to, well, let's say, Jill's Gentleman's Club. There you go. A, a, a fine sponsor of the Watchdog Radio Network. But my point is, all of us go to the Highlands at least once a week. You think, is that a stretch, Howard? At least once a week? Well, at least, yeah. Some yeah. days, maybe a couple times, you know, it, if you, if you have the, to go up. It's the pro premier retail area if you're buying stuff. It also is probably the largest conglomeration of restaurants Absolutely. in one single place. Yes. Uh, and and it, now, of course, it's got professional offices. I go up there for my dental work. There's you know. a lot going on up there. And I just made the decision and I try to stay disciplined. I tell myself for safety, safety reasons, just avoid it. Just avoid it. Now, if I was going to Pittsburgh this afternoon, 
I might get on the interstate and, and start my journey there. Yeah. But just to, you know, to go up to the Highlands, no, Howard. It just seems that uh, between, between Elm Grove and the Highlands exit, you get people aren't sure what they're doing. I'm sure they are sure, but they don't, you know, they're in one lane, they're in the next lane, they're, they're they just switching back and forth. What's that truck going to do over there? Is he coming over here? Gene, Gene called it. It's, it's like NASCAR pitting. You don't know. <laughs> What's this guy in front of me doing? Is he pitting? We don't know. And to really answer your question, we need more uh, interchanges to get to the Highlands without going all the way up to Mount Hill. Ding, 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 ding. Give the boy a Dewey button. The um, Highland County Commissioners yesterday announced that they are in conversations for a second, this is an interesting phrase, half interchange going up the hill. Now, the half interchange, because they're talking about an interchange, new ramps, a new set of ramps going west, going from Elm Grove up the hill to the Highlands, they would leave the coming back down the hill the same, so half interchange. Around the Millennium Center, the Touchstone Labs around there, they would begin to add new ramps that would take you up to the Highlands. Instead of straight up 70, it would be a, a, a long swinging ramp there. Now, we're a long way from seeing that. They talked to the Department of Highways about it this week. They're going to have to have you know, uh, estimates made and conversations made and where can they find the money. We're a long way from seeing that, but... Maybe that's maybe that's part of the solution. And Howard, I don't want to row uh, our good friend Randy Horton up at seven eighteen on your Friday morning, but wasn't that whole thing about getting Menards? They had to show that that was coming. And what they did, they took all those trees out in that little hollow right there behind that old dilapidated barn right. to show them that yes, that interchange was coming. I think that was part of the deal, Howard. Well, it was. Now that interchange, the separate one, that's going to be the one on the. Okay, but we're still waiting for that one. But we're still waiting for that one. Yes. Absolutely. They cut the trees down, Howard. They got that done. They got that done. Um, so we got that. And, you know, So those are two separate things being planned. And I don't know. I couldn't tell from the article I read in the Intel whether they're talking about both of those or just the new interchange. Either way, it's not going to be fixed tomorrow, right? So I don't know. Maybe I'm going to start doing like you do, going up Dallas Pike Hill because – uh, every time we do go up there, I get uh, dramatically nervous. I worry about it. My daughter-in-law had a terrible accident up there. It was a number of years ago. Um, got got hit front on. A car came across the road and hit her head on. Just a mess. But I thought um, four accidents. Actually, I believe I heard late last night there was a fifth. But there were four accidents there yesterday. And you and I have kicked this around before. There should be flashing lights. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. slowed down, especially coming down, Howard, and it's still not there. Sheriff Tom Howard has done some and has frequently talked about more speed patrols up there. I truly am not sure that's the answer. I'm, I think it's fine to do that. I think it's fine to put more speed patrols up there. Um, I tend to think the speeding problems are more coming down the hill, you know, going eastbound. As, or going going westbound, I guess it is, as opposed to eastbound. Um, and I, I would support the more more cop cars there. But I really don't think that's the answer. I really don't think it's speeders that are causing the problem. It's just the whole thing is just not. Yeah, I, I disagree right. with you a little bit. In my travels throughout the state of West Virginia, there, you run into that a lot. And they, they'll tell you that there is a serious grade coming ahead, but there's also the flashing yellow lights, Howard. They kind of get my attention. I don't know about you, but when I see those lights – I know they're trying to tell me something, and slowing down, I think, is very important. Well, we talked about that with the Sheriff Howard long before the I-470, the the I-70 bridges project started. What was that? That was before the pandemic, so five years ago. And we talked about the need for great, big, large flashing signs, great, big arrows, the kind of signs, by the way, that could be 
um, controlled from someplace else. If there's an accident, the sign is already there, and the cop ought to be able to radio back somewhere and say, uh, lane, left lane I-70 is now going to be closed. Put a note up about that on there. That would help a lot if people at least knew, knew where the traffic was going. And, you know, Sheriff Howard has suggested we always – trucks always go to the slow lane, the right-hand lane. Sheriff Howard has suggested that the trucks ought to be moving through in the left-hand lane. Absolutely. I've said that before. It's a lane shift. It's a little bit different, but it would really help there because now the, the, the faster traffic is going to the right, getting away from that. And the, the right is where the Highlands uh, exit is, the interchange is, so you go there. Anyway, multiple accidents there yesterday got me thinking about uh, what, what do we do about this. Uh, we've been complaining about it for years. Uh, it's one of those ones where I kind of do the, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Uh, we just, I know it doesn't work. But uh, the second half interchange idea may make sense. Now, that's, again, a long way away. They just have begun preliminary discussions about it. But um, it would neat, be neat. Uh, Randy Russell, the uh, county administrator, says that the half interchange would eliminate, quote, 90% of the problems we have. Okay, that's a big number, but okay. But I, I would I, more than half, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. All right, just some thoughts I had. If you all have any thoughts, you can use the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Is there, are there other ideas for fixing the problems on Two Mile Hill? Or, or, or am I just a whiner? Bob's well, a little a, bit, maybe a little both, Howard. Is Bob's a scaredy, scaredy cat? He's a scaredy cat. He <laughs> I don't want to go up there. Um, maybe there's nothing wrong with it at all. Free, feel free to use the Frio stack lines and get in and join us. 722, 22 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We'll talk about politics and eggs coming up in a minute or two. Uh, Bill Johnson is going to be taking over as the president at Youngstown State University amidst a lot of complaining, including the possibility of a student protest on day number one. I'll share that with you. And Mr. Slider and I, as always on a Friday, have our highlights of the week. All of that's coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 722. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mounters basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Babies come with lots of decisions. Cloth or disposable? Crib or bassinet? So when it comes to protection, go with the safest, most effective choice, vaccination. Get all the recommended vaccines for your baby by age two to protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. 
Since 1987, Liberty Distributors has been one of the state's leading suppliers of quality commercial print paper, janitorial supplies, custom packaging, and shipping materials. Liberty has made customer focus and care the first rule of business. We also focus on being environmentally conscious by offering a complete and certified line of green products. Visit LibertyDistributors.com for a full view of our product catalog now with our 20,000 products, training videos, and more. Liberty Distributors, serving the entire Ohio Valley for 30 years. It's the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. On air, online, on demand, and on video. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Whenever I call you friend, I begin to think I understand. Anywhere we are, you and I always been. Ever and ever. 725 in the morning, Watchdog Morning Show, 31 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 20 at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, 29 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. It's going to be rainy and windy, a daytime high of 48 today. Enjoy that nice warm, it's warm, right? 48 will be warm today. Enjoy that nice warm weather today because uh, some snow showers come in tomorrow. We'll be in the 30s tomorrow for a couple of days. And then remember, next week we're going to be having highs in the uh, in the teens with the possibility it feels like down into the ones. So it's going to be a cold week coming up. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the day today. Senator Manchin is in New Hampshire uh, beginning his chaotic-like tour, Searching for the Middle, the Search for the Middle. Uh, in New Hampshire, they do a series called Politics and Eggs, and he's going to be the keynote speaker at that event today. He will talk about, I guess, his general philosophy about the need to find a uh, a middle America that is not so divided as the far right and the far left, and then what can be done about that. And, of course, an awful lot of speculation continues to be, is this a preparation for him to try and find a third a way to run as a third-party candidate uh, for the presidency? He's been uh, connected with that no-labels campaign, uh, although uh, just yesterday uh, we hear that no-labels is now talking to Chris Christie. Chris Christie dropped out of the presidential race. On the Democrat or on the Republican side of things, no labels is now talking to Chris Christie as a possible third party candidate as well. And remember, no labels has always been saying they would like to have one Democrat, one Republican. Mansion and Christie? I don't know. Joe continues to say, as he's told us here on this show, oh, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not running. I'm just, I'm just trying to find out what the people of America want. I'm thinking, quoting from, uh, the in, from the Hill yesterday, I'm thinking about how I can converse with the people throughout America and give them some options. So he'll be doing politics and eggs today. I wonder, will he hear anything he wants to hear, Bob? What do you think? Will he hear? I mean, will, will any of those folks at the New Hampshire Politics and Eggs Breakfast say anything? Or will it, will it all be Trump is... God and Biden is senile. Well, Howard, you've been there. Aren't they per, per, pretty polite up in New Hampshire? I, I think they're going to be. Yes, and they also are really, they're politically astute, too. Yeah, I think they're going to understand what's going on. I, I don't think they'll try to embarrass him, but I think they'll maybe ask a couple uh, couple questions and he might not want to answer. He, you know, he'll, he'll try to dodge them. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how he handles this and uh, what he does with it. And then what what happens next? Again, this is this is number one on what he called once his winter tour. His search for the middle, um, will he continue to, where does he go next? But I still think it's not, 
it's not a dink that he's, his first place is in a presidential primary state, New Hampshire. He could have gone, as I said several times, he could have gone to Newark, Ohio, you know. He's probably looking for just a, a just a great response to just him being there. He's going to look for people maybe looking to maybe come over, just not happy. Again, Howard, I, I, I've made it clear. I, I don't think Trump will be there, and I don't think Biden will be there. So what does that do for the third-party candidate? I think it really opens the door even wider. Well, I it could be. I still don't think Joe Manchin wants to be president. I, I Let me backtrack. From what I know of Joe, and I've known him for a long, long time, I don't think Joe wants to run for president. I think he wouldn't mind being president. I think he's it's it's all designed. He's the best bet that he believes, or a lot of people in the party believe, to, to keep Donald Trump. But the, the second, Howard, not the minute, the second that, that it's official, Donald Trump will not be on a ticket. I think not only will Biden say, hey, look, I uh, I don't want to do this. I think he'll also be pushed out. So it's going to be wide open, Howard. I don't agree with you, but I think it is an option that is open out there. I still don't know what's going to happen between now and Election Day. Um, Bill Johnson, Eastern Ohio congressman right now, but he will be leaving that uh, his job in Congress and taking over as the uh, president of Youngstown State University. We all have followed this story quite closely. Uh, he didn't apply for the job. They came and sought him out. They didn't do any public interviews with him or anybody else. There was no public discussion about the new president. There were no public meetings of any of the candidates with the new presidential candidates. That's normal. That's traditional. We've covered presidential, uh, university presidential uh, uh, selection processes before. You normally have a bunch of people who apply. You window them down. You end up with maybe four or five. You bring them to the campus. Everybody gets a chance to talk to them, to see them, to hear them, and then they pick one. None of that happened. Just out of the blue, boom, Bill Johnson, congressman, going to be the uh, new president of Youngstown State University, a man who has virtually no credentials whatsoever to be a university president. And I don't think you're going to agree with me on this one either, Howard. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I believed even a month ago that if the student body, the faculty, the alumni, and more importantly, the donors, if they all stay united, I think they can say, this, you're, not, you're not going to be the president here. Well, I, uh, the students are preparing a protest on his first day in office. I don't know when that is. It's coming up soon. Um, it was a big meeting of the students last week, and uh, they say they will walk out in opposition, stage a massive protest the first day he is on the job. And as you point out, it's the students, it's the faculty, uh, alumni, former presidents of the university. Um, they're all, all upset, A, about the process. The process is, is, is really bugged them. And then the fact that he has no real credentials and he is a far-right politician. And Howard, to me, it's, it's short and sweet. He doesn't get this opportunity if he's not a congressman. So I don't know. There's a word for that, and it's wrong. <laughs> Eight of the uh, board of trustees... Uh, voted for him. Only one voted against him. And of that eight, I want to say five, don't hold me to that number, but a significant number of the eight were donors to Johnson's political campaign. So there's a little, um, how do we phrase this, uh, a little something stinky in Helsinki there, I think that we need to need to be aware of. I, I'm, I am more in agreement with you on this, Bob, that he may end up, may end up not being president of the university, particularly if the last group you mentioned the donors. We haven't heard much from them, not publicly. We've heard very publicly from students and faculty, from alumni, from former presidents. 
but I don't know that we've heard publicly much from the donors. Universities are run by donors. If the donors say, you know what, uh, no, we'll see what happens. But those eight, they're adamant about keeping him as president. Howard, you love your job. I love my job. And a big reason of that, there's not, nobody standing out there telling me how much they hate my guts. I mean, think about that. Every day yes. you stick your head out of the hole and somebody's telling you. It's like Bob Nutting. Get out. You stink. Get out of here. Speak for yourself. You should check the text line. <laughs> oh, yeah, with text line. <laughs> From time to time. But uh, that's, a, that's a good point. 732, 28 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up later on, we're going to take a look at the proposal from the Morgantown area, Montague County, to steal the Super 6 from Wheeling. We've had it for 30 years, Bob, 30 years. Um, I remember when they first brought the Super 6 here and what a great idea it was. And we have renewed that contract every year, contract up for renewal. But now others are bidding for it. And this may be, may be the year where change could occur. Tom Bloom is going to join us from Montague County to talk about that uh, coming up in a tad. But first, Mr. Slider, are you prepared with highlights of the week? I can't wait, Howard. It's the uh, time for us to stop and look back at what we've done over the course of the past five days and some, well, really four days because we always do the highlights on Friday. Poor Friday never gets, gets any, no, nothing that happens on Friday ever gets into our highlights because it's, it's always never part of the right week. Um, when you got something to kick me off with? You, selfishly, Howard, I'm just so so thankful, and it, I think it really helped to show that my my sore neck and my <laughs> shoulder, you know, you, no one's hearing me complain about how much pain I'm in. I'm the bumper music isn't all about you know pain and suffering. No, I feel so much better, and I'm really happy for that. That's, so that's a highlight for me, Howard. And, and I think it's a highlight for for uh, for all of us. And I'll get to because it goes higher on my list. So I'll all get right. to that in a minute. Um, as always, I take a look at what have we done that is worthwhile in important conversation this week. Our interview with Dale Lee, the president of the uh, West Virginia Education Association, was, uh, I thought, very thoughtful. Dale is always entertaining and funny as well as really straightforward when he talks about uh, the legislature. What do you call it? The circus. He says, you know, this, the circus is in town. The legislature is there. And um, the, legis the educators have a great deal of, of work they'd like to see get done. And he doesn't think much about that. I think, as always, when Dale Lee is by, it's a good conversation. And I, the same thing about Rabbi Joshua Leaf from the Temple Shalom, who was in with us yesterday to talk about Martin Luther King Day weekend. Rabbi Leaf himself was awarded the Martin Luther King Day Award this year. Um, I, I love to listen to the man talk. He is a tremendous orator, but I, he also is a, just a really thoughtful guy. I mean, you know. The way his mind works is, is amazing, and I'd love to have him on the show. And I think he gave us good insight into where the legacy of equality is today. And he made it real clear that, you know, we often think of Martin Luther King as black and white, racial equality, and that's important. But there's religious equality. You know, he talked about uh, he and his family, uh, Jews, uh, facing anti-Semitism, which I think is growing after the attacks by in Gaza. So I put Rabbi Leaf and Dale Lee as our two, I think, um, top interview, important conversations of the week. Absolutely, Howard. You know, our guests are a big part, and uh, usually they are a highlight of the uh, of the week. So I, I agree with you. Uh, number two on my list, the 25th anniversary of The Sopranos. You and I could sit here, and we could do three hours just talking about The Sopranos. So that was a real highlight for me to be able to go down memory lane and just remember how you felt 25 years ago this this crime family and, and you liked them yeah you absolutely liked them and i'm sure that half the audience well half the audience said 
Sopranos? What? Yeah. Singers at the Capitol? Yeah, what, right. What's going exactly. on here? Exactly. And the uh, half of the rest of the audience said, I didn't like that show anyways. But Don't get I, HBO. But as I've often said, I do this show for me. And if I like it and want to talk about it, that's why we do it. And if you don't like it, that's just too darn bad. Uh, I'm with you. Sopranos. Celebrating 25 years of The Sopranos, although it's hard for me to imagine 25 years. It really is. It just flew by. But number one for me, I am going to hedge my bet, Howard. I'm betting on today because McCabe hasn't been with us. Ah. Since Christmas, before Christmas. So uh, the editor of the papers is coming in, John McCabe. I'm betting that's going to be the number one highlight of the week, Howard. You know, I'm betting he'll have something to criticize me for. He yeah, he's not, going to get on you about something. He hasn't been with us in the studio for several weeks, but every single day John is sending me a text about something I've done wrong, bad information I passed along. Yesterday when I said, I don't think it's really sunny outside yet, he sent me a picture of the sun blazing outside. So John and I always have a lot of fun. He'll be in for the first time in a good while. Well, Bob, we had a couple of mysteries this week that we talked about. I put them both together under the mystery category. The mystery of Mary Lou Retton. The illness itself was strange that she was had. And then more importantly, the GoFundMe type campaign that was created where did that $456,000 go? And how did she get no insurance when this whole thing began? She was sick, and she's been in the hospital all along. She had no insurance because she had no income. And then somewhere in the course of the last six months, now she has insurance? Where did that come from? And then after she spoke, after she gave the interview, there's more mysteries. There's more questions unanswered. You know, I, I just wish she'd have said, look, this thing just took off. We had no idea we were going to get a half a million dollars. I was out of it in ICU. My daughters thought that they were doing the right thing. Now we'll figure out what to do with the money. That's all she had to say. The other mystery we followed much of the week this week was the mystery of what in the world's going on with America's Secretary of Defense. Lloyd Austin just sort of vanished for a while was uh, apparently in the hospital, put himself in the hospital. Uh, we have now since learned he had prostate cancer, and then apparently sort of complications from it. He went into the hospital, was released, uh, then was brought back to the hospital, severe pain. As far as I know, he's still there. Last time I talked to our Pentagon reporter, Tom Scateri, which was just yesterday. Does the president know, Howard? The president knows now, but the president didn't know for a couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, the mystery of where is the Secretary of Defense and it is a mystery. I keep picturing, because, you know, everything I know about politics is from West Wing, right? You know, I keep picturing you know, Josh and Toby going, anybody know where uh, Austin is? You know, Bartlett's saying somebody's got to go find him. So we had a couple of mysteries to deal with this morning. But you picked two of my, the two I have for the top uh, items, Bob. Uh, I put them a little higher than you did. Number one, as you pointed out, Celebrating the Sopranos, 25 years of the Sopranos, pretty big deal. Um, Bob and I are huge fans of it, and uh, we had a chance, therefore, every day this week to take a look at some aspect of the uh, classic, game-changing TV show, The Sopranos. TV was never the same after The Sopranos uh, was created, developed, and put on the air. So uh, we spent a whole, well, several, a bit every day talking about The Sopranos. Put that as um, one of the top of my list. And I am also going to add, Bob, uh, to the list, um, your, your perseverance. Because I don't think the public understands. I don't think the listeners got a sense of how, of how much pain you had on, I guess it was Monday. I mean, 
you look like a contorted monster through the hall, through the window over there. You were all crinkled up, and you know, I mean, you had serious pain, and yet you kept it going. Well, even at sixty-one, Howard, I try to I try to be tough. I try to t- tough it out. But I, again, if you ever watch Star Trek and and Mister P- Spock put the Vulcan grip on you, that's what I was dealing with almost twenty-four hours until I actually got some. Got some help with the doctor, Howard. Well, you were, I mean, people couldn't see it, but I could see the pain you were in and how you kept. Listen, I just got the sniffles this morning, and I'm not sure I can make it, and you were going through actual pain. So I'm going to put that. Well, thank you, Howard. Your perseverance. Number one. I'm number one, Howard. This second week in a row, you were number one last week, too. Wow. On my list of highlights of the week. All right, 740-20 till the hour. Adam's hanging by. He's got the forecast for us. But first, over to the news desk of WTRF-TV, and Taylor Long is here with Ohio Valley Headlines. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this January the 12th. Celebrating its 35th year, the Ogilvy Institute's Stifle Fine Arts Center is once again highlighting local creativity through their regional student art exhibition. Last night, they welcomed students and families from across the Ohio Valley to their opening reception of the exhibit. Students in grades 9 through 12 from 14 different high schools submitted artwork in six categories. Drawing, photography, mixed media, painting, 3D and sculpture, and digital painting. The regional art exhibition is free and open to the public to tour until February 9th. Wednesday was the start of the West Virginia legislative session with various groups from near and far uniting to affect change in the Mountain State. One of which is the anti-human trafficking organization Ignite Hope, who took to the Capitol floor for the first time to meet senators and let them know that their team is here to bring awareness and education. Because of their efforts, the Senate officially recognized January as Human Trafficking Awareness Month and are also working to change terminology surrounding human trafficking laws. You can find out more information and resources on the Ignite Hope on their Facebook page, and we have a link set up for you over on our website, and their first charity event is tomorrow at 6 p.m. In honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we will be airing a tribute to Dr. King called A Granddaughter's Dream. It features Yolanda Renee King, the only grandchild of the civil rights leader. At just 15 years old, Miss King wrote the book, We Dream a World Carrying the Light from My Grandparents, Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King. You can watch the special Monday evening at 7.30 on WTRF, my Ohio Valley. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like the health plan known for exceptional local customer service and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you, The Health Plan. Live and local, every weekday, with 10,000 watts of total power on WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. So far away, doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? It would be so fine to see your face at my door. You know, Bob, you said this uh, actually when you had the neck pain and also last week. 
you come in here in the morning and you think, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then we get into the gig and I'm and you start to pick up. I'm feeling good. I came in here this morning dragging. My wife had to drive me. I was afraid to drive. I was so sick. And uh, and now we're 40 minutes into the show and uh, I'm feeling good. That microphone is magic, Howard. It's a magic mic. It, it, there's a different meaning to it here when, than when we talk about the movie. Let's talk about uh, Magic Adam. Adam Fike is with us in the Big 7, WTRF-TV, our morning meteorologist. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. But I wouldn't call myself magic. Well, sometimes I think you, you pull those rabbits out of your hat. You know what? I'll let you have that when you win. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I said I, I got up this morning feeling really under the weather. I'm feeling a little bit better now, but it, it's um, – Bob was sick last week. I guess uh, your your boss, the the, uh, the chief over there at the Big 7, uh, Zach Petty, is under the weather too, right? Yeah, I mean, re- there's just been – Something going around Wheeling in general. Yeah. Everyone's been getting sick. People, a lot of people here at Seven News have been sick. Abby was sick. A lot of her coworkers were sick. It's, I mean, but it's also unfortunate that time of the year where stuff spreads a lot easier. I, I hope you took good care of your lovely fiance when she was sick. I did, and then when she got me sick, she took care of me. <laughs> I love that phrase. When she got me sick, <laughs> she took care of you. Did she bring you chicken soup? She did. But it's not my mom's homemade chicken noodle soup. But hey, I'll take what I can get. Yes. Bigger can't be <laughs> uh, Remember, the best soup in town comes from the Hall of Fame Cafe in Center Wheeling. So if you need the good soup, go to go to the Hall of Fame Cafe and see what Angel does for you. That's where Mr. Slider. You would concur with me on that? Yes. Tell Angel uh, Howard and Bob said hello and said to give you the best soup in town. Looks like this may be our last warm day for a while. Is that right? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's going to get very cold. And even today, I mean. If it wasn't raining, it would actually be a pretty nice day. I mean, most of us in the upper 40s, so somewhere between 47 and 51. We just unfortunately see those rain showers return this afternoon. Okay. The temp is up to, uh, we'll get, we're going to push close to 50, is that right? Yep, somewhere between 47 and about 51. If you see an extra pocket of sunshine, maybe 52. All right, so it's going to be a nice day today. But then we kind of take a turn after that. Tomorrow some snow comes in and the temps begin to drop, right? Yep, so rain showers moving this afternoon. We see some gusty winds once again with that. But once we hit midnight, it changes back into snow Saturday and Sunday. Just know that tomorrow temperatures will slowly drop throughout the day. So we'll start off the day in the 40s, but by the time you wake up Sunday morning, it's going to be in the teens. You have snow in the uh, snow mentioned almost every day over several days. Uh, is it? We're not again. I always ask this. We're not really talking about a, a cumulative type snow. We're just talking about we'll see some white stuff coming down occasionally, maybe coat the ground, something like that. Yeah, no, that's I. I don't know if that's good or bad news because I think some of us want a good, healthy helping of snow, but others don't. But Nothing really, I would say, measurable. Some might accumulate, like, on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, but if anything, it's just going to be a dusting at most. And are we still looking at uh, a dramatic drop in temps for next week, or are things going to be a little bit warmer than we had thought they might be? Nope, still going to be cold. Sunday, Monday, we're going to be our highs, our high temperatures are going to be in the low 20s, overnight lows in the low teens, then Tuesday and Wednesday, Good chance we see our temperatures as our highs stuck in the teens with overnight lows in the single digits. 
don't know what the wind factor will be like on those days, but with a little bit of wind, we could end up finding ourselves with feels like down in the uh, close to single digits, I guess, for a while, huh? I mean, especially uh, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, when we're going to be in the single digits for overnight lows, good chance our winds are about 5 to 10 miles an hour, so it could feel as cold as zero degrees or if not colder. All right. It's a 31 Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. I've got 28 at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, 29 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. And um, you have any big plans for the weekend, my friend? Abby and I and some friends were going to the Wheeling Nailers game tonight, but that's it. Is tonight the uh, Super Mario Brothers, or is that tomorrow? I actually don't know. One of the I know that my grandson Teddy is going to one because one of them is Super Mario Brothers, and he's a Mario fan. So I don't know if that's tonight or tomorrow. But anyway, enjoy yourself at the Nailers game. Uh, stay safe, stay warm, and um, don't get a cold because uh, with Zach gone and you gone, God knows what happens after that. And Tyler's off this weekend, too, so if Zach doesn't feel better, I might be pulling seven straight days. Well, listen, if you need help, call, and the slider will come over and do the weather. I can do the weather. <laughs> do the weather for you. Brenda Daynard just Love jumped out of her bed right now and said, what? What? All right, Adam, appreciate your time this morning. As always, have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. Talk to them. Thank you. 7.50, to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Is the uh, Super 6 leaving Wheeling? Could be. We'll talk about that coming up in the next hour of the show. We're going to talk about uh, the Canadian Rockies and a cruise night put on by our friends at Uniglobal High Valley Travel when the travel show comes by. And uh, John McCabe will be in for the Friday Roundtable discussing all the Ohio Valley news of the past week or two. It's all coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. But straight ahead, we'll be checking sports next. Hi, Toppy Kirchival from Talkline on Metro News. So the 2024 regular session of the West Virginia Legislature is getting underway. And Metro News is your source to keep track of what's happening under the Capitol Dome. I'll be hosting my show there a couple days each week. And on other days, still keeping track of what's happening. Jeff Jenkins with his Capitol Report, Brad McElhinney will be staffing. So we got it covered. Keep track of the West Virginia Legislature right here on this Metro News radio station. Get big savings on vinyl plank flooring right now at Menards. Update the floors in your home with Great Lakes Vinyl Plank. Heritage Vinyl Plank Flooring features an attached pad for added comfort and sound absorption. It's durable, waterproof, and easy to install. Heritage Vinyl Plank Flooring is perfect for active lifestyles. And right now, it's only $369 per square foot. Big buys, big savings. Right now at Menards. Price is good through January 14th. Save big money at Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. I was the first in my family to go to college. I was looking to switch careers. I wanted the highest quality, but most affordable option for a degree. No matter where you are in life, West Virginia Northern Community College can make your dream of a college degree a reality. With over half of our students being first-generation college students and free tuition for many programs, Northern is the right choice for you. I can go to college. 
West Virginia Northern Community College. You belong here. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Watchdog Morning Show roaming yeah, a little bit below freezing. Uh, 31 at the airport, 28 at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, 29 here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. We will get up to 48 before the day is over and done with. Um, Bob, you worked through your flu last week. You worked through your neck pain earlier this week. Here I am whining about not feeling well, well this morning. Well, I did a lot of whining too, Howard. Yeah, I got a text line off the Frio Stack Auction Service uh, text line. Hell yeah, Howie. Bobby's a hard ass. You're just a radio host. <laughs> just, are radio host wimps? Is that what he's trying to I say? I think that's what he was saying, but we know that's not true. All right. Seven to the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is time to check the world of sports, and for that we go to Slider on Sports. Thank you, Howard. Yesterday on Slider on Sports, I speculated the future of Bill Belichick in New England. Before the morning show ended at 10 o'clock, word was breaking that head coach Bill Belichick's time with the Patriots was over. Bye-bye, Bill. He will go down as one of, if not the greatest head coach in NFL history. He was the head coach in New England for 24 seasons, and Howard, you know this, he won six Super Bowls. This past season was his worst in New England, going 4-13. and 13. But what is next for Bill Belichick? At the news conference yesterday, the former coach said nothing about retirement. Patriot owner Robert Kraft commented yesterday that he believed Belichick would coach somewhere next season. Kraft also said the team would move quickly on finding a new head coach and a general manager. In Pittsburgh last night, Elias Pedersen scored on a breakaway in overtime, giving the Vancouver Canucks a 4-3 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was Pedersen's 22nd goal of the season and his fourth, get this, Howard, his fourth game-winning goal in a row. That ties an NHL record that dates back to 2007 when David Alfredson scored the winning goal in four straight games for Ottawa. Pittsburgh native uh, J.T. Miller added three assists for Vancouver. Penguin captain Sidney Crosby scored twice, including the game-tying goal with just 28 seconds left in regulation. Crosby has 24 goals on the season and has passed Hall of Famer Mike Bossy with his 574th career goal for 22nd place on the NHL's all-time career goal list. Next up for the Pens, they play in Carolina tomorrow night. Game time, 7.05. Good news for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Safety Minka Fitzpatrick will play Sunday in the first round of the playoffs. In Buffalo, after missing the final three games of the regular season with a knee injury, Fitzpatrick also suffered a broken hand toward the end of the season. Kickoff is set for 1 o'clock on Sunday. Bad weather is expected. The Bills are favored by 10 points. Marvin Harrison Jr.'s time at Ohio State is officially over. Harrison announced on Thursday that he is entering the 2024 NFL Draft. His announcement doesn't come as a shock, Howard. He set out Ohio State's uh, Cotton Bowl loss to Missouri earlier in the month. For lots more sports talk, don't forget the Pine Room podcast this afternoon from 12 to 3. Coach, Matt, Jarrett, and Jubb, all those guys right here in the studio. The Pine Room boys today from noon to 3 
on the Watchdog Radio Network. And don't forget to start your Saturday morning here bright and early on the Watchdog Radio Network. 6.30, Fred Persinger will review last night's high school basketball action throughout the state of West Virginia. Then Chris Lawrence and the West Virginia Outdoor Show from 7 to 8. Then it's good old boys on sports with Bear and Bob, Brian Beresford, and yours truly, Bob Slatter, from 8 to 9. We're going to take a breath, Howard. Then at 9 o'clock, it's the Saturday morning sports huddle with your host, Dr. Angelo Georges, from 9 to noon. The Saturday Morning Sports Huddle brought to you by Paul Harris, and we are not done yet. Wheeling Central Girls Basketball is next. The Lady Maroon Knights will host Williamstown. That's a 1.30 tip-off. We'll get on the air at 1.20. And then the 25th-ranked Texas Longhorns travel to Morgantown to face the Mountaineers. You can hear it right here on the Mountaineer uh, voice of the Mountaineers, the Watchdog Network. That's a six o'clock tip off. We will have all of that and much more right here. Slider on Sports Time, seven fifty-seven. Well, no, you know, you you left something out too. I leave out. Well, if you're a Brownies fan, don't forget on. Sunday. <laughs> we got to go there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we never, but we do carry the Browns for you every Sunday. So the Browns are playing around four thirty uh, as well. Uh, with the uh, sorry, sorry, demise. That's not the right word. With the leaving of Bill Belichick. Uh, Mike Tomlin now is the longest-running uh, coach in Pittsburgh, in NFL coach. And we'll see how long that lasts, Howard, because there's still a lot of so-called ec- uh, NFL experts that think that, think the, the time is there also, that uh, it'll be a parting of, you know what, it's time just to say goodbye. Uh, along the lines of Belichick, you think? It's, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he'll be forced out the door as much, but I think Mike Tomlin got his feelings hurt a little bit this season. Is there a way for Tomlin to stay around but not to be coached? Money. You know, money and uh, we love you, stick around. And I think a playoff win because that's one of the kicks in the shin to him. It's been a long time since the Steelers had a playoff win. Steelers have had 16 head coaches uh, since they began. Only three in, in uh, since time. 1969, only, since I became a fan. Only, only three. three. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns go through three in a month. <laughs> Just about 8 o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up uh, in the next hour, we'll talk about the uh, Super 6, the uh, state football championships held here in Wheeling for the last 30 years. Every three years, the contract's up for renewal. This is not unusual. And Every three years, an effort is made by some of the other states, uh, some of the other uh, communities and cities around West Virginia to uh, get the Super 6 moved to their town. Um, and I don't know quite why, but this I feel like this year, Bob, maybe – there may be a little more – they may have a little more success than in the past. I, yeah, I'm I think not it's, sure why. I just feel that way. I think it's over. I think Streetscape is going to help make the move. It's just, you know, what, all the folks going to Ohio, let's eliminate that. Yeah, the, the, it, was a, it was a rough time for folks coming into town this past uh, uh, December because of the Streetscape work, and uh, I'm sure that hit some of the people uh, hard. We'll talk next hour coming up after the 8 o'clock news break with um, – Tom Bloom, who is one of the Monongahela County Commissioners, Mon County, uh, is proposing that they and Kanawha County, uh, no, not I'm sorry, not Kanawha County, they and uh, Marshall University alternate the uh, locations between their stadiums, um, and uh, we'll see what their proposal is and why they think it's a good idea. Tom Bloom's going to join us coming up in the next hour of the show. Right now, it's just about 8 o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We are looking at a... Uh, 31 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 28 at the Highlands, 24 in Elm Grove, and 29 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. (laughs) 